Let me introduce you to my friends. Mike. I'm a geek. Josh. Yeah, he's yeah. a thousand-year-old sorcerer, and his most commonly used spell is to make his snake rigid. Pat. <laughs> and me, Joel. A joker, a smoker, a midnight toker, and uh, I play my music in the sun. Did someone feed Joel after midnight? <laughs> We're old friends, geeks, and now we have a podcast. Yes. And I've always said that Pat's got a face for radio, so... <laughs> most people have agreed. 40 going on 14. A show with controversial topics. Now, is, is, that the, is that the karate game where you would punch the bull in the head? In-depth discussions. Patrick, what have you got going? Uh, really nothing. And a whole lot of nerdiness. We're going to ask for yeah. a game about a Yeti. I was like, yes. Are, are you asking for a game by Yeti Incorporated, or are you asking for a game featuring a Yeti? Because I have one of each over here. Join us every week as we discuss video games, movies, toys, cartoons... And anything else that kept us from getting laid in our youth. Well, this is good radio then. 40 going on 14. <laughs> oh, Bumblebee. Yeah. He's in another wacky situation again. Find us on iTunes, 40go14.com, and many other fine podcasting directories. I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning. The following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, devil stopped. I don't want to Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so perfect? This could be a while. Cafe Smash! Bad Turkey Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches! We had donut cheese. Now I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Yes, welcome to episode 54 of Bad Pretty Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And I love the sense of professionalism that little clip at the end there adds to the show. It almost makes me feel like I'm doing something like, you know, legit as far as like, you know. For like, five bucks, you got your legitimacy. I got that and a whole lot more. That dude gave me a whole shit ton of clips. It was awesome. <laughs> Fiverr, if anybody wants to get some awesome voiceover work for their shit, go to Fiverr and pay this dude five dollars. And he'll he'll do you he'll do he'll do he'll do, do you he'll do good by you is what I meant to <laughs> okay. say. Okay, because like for five I, bucks. Hell, I don't know. For five <laughs> bucks, he might do you, but <laughs> perhaps maybe you could get him to say you know to do it in that voice. But like, oh yeah, oh, but that deep male voice that he's got going on. Like, no, I'm sorry, I don't think that would be sexy. Are you sure? I'm pretty but, damn sure. <laughs> do like the movie guy voice, like I'm going to come on your face. None of that. That wouldn't be cool. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Nope. So I shouldn't do that. Is what you're saying. 
yeah, check that off your. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll take that off my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, I won't narrate my ejaculations onto your face <laughs> in movie trailer guy voice. <laughs> no. Oh, but I can narrate them on in normal guy voice. I'm not gonna say what's coming to mind right now. <laughs> I haven't had that much to drink quite yet. <laughs> Down the hatch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or I could be like the Kool Aid guy when I'm all done. Just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only noise you routinely make after is a snore. <laughs> yes, I, I I am I'm orgasmically narcoleptic. I yeah. I've I told you that from the beginning. Yep, there I, was no um no hiding that. No, I go right to sleep. In fact, the first time we did it, you were asleep within a minute. Mm-hmm. Like lit, I, like I could have freaking timed it. You're <laughs> like, wow, that was awesome. I wasn't expecting that, and then you fell asleep. <laughs> have to recharge <laughs> it's just it's what i do but i love that i wasn't expecting that <laughs> that was the best part like i thought we were gonna make out or something well, <laughs> and that, i found out you're easy well no 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 <laughs> it was more of a comparison to the wet fish that i had been previously married to that you know was withholding from me because she chose to give it out to, somebody, it out to else. somebody else yeah so I hadn't been expecting that in quite some time from <laughs> anybody. <laughs> so there's that. So how was your week? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah? It was like that. <laughs> Got it. Well, it's Valentine's Day. It is. Happy so, Valentine's Day. How much of that have you had? Because you're already starting to flush. I know. Your face is like, whoosh. <laughs> and I haven't had that much. Wow. I'm just in a good mood. Good. Yeah, so we, uh, we had our little thanks to a friend from work uh, who came over and watched the kids for us. From what I hear, they had a wonderful time. Yes. And then we got to go watch The Kingsman, which if you... I, I Now, Jody can attest to this. I don't normally say go watch a movie in no. the theater. No, I've So far, there's been like two movies ever that I've said go watch in the theater. Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them. Mm-hmm. This is the other one. Fully worth the, the money you spend at the theater to go see this because, damn, it was fantastic. It was a really great movie. It had strong characters. It had a great plot. It was funny. It was beautiful it was great all movie. of the above yes great movie. it was awesome so I mean, i'm not like i said when we were leaving the theater like i'm not sure i would change anything about the movie no i mean and then like samuel L. jackson and no spoilers but samuel L. jackson is lisp <gasps> that was funny when, he, was when awesome. you first hear it you're just like I, it, we were we were cracking up it was it was just it was great so yes if you guys want a good movie to go see do not take your kids um, uh, uh, so just, yeah, yeah don't, don't do that because that's, it's not a kid movie, not even by a long shot. I would venture to say under 15. Yeah. It's a little it rough for be. anybody <laughs> under 15. I exactly. would say most 15 year olds would be capable of watching it without. Yeah. Except for you get that whole, um, awkwardness with, uh, with the butt sex. No, well, there's yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I said hey, that was not a spoiler. <laughs> No, I, the awkwardness with watching something like that with your parents. Yes. That but, would be what... Okay, what I should say is allow your 15 and overs to go see it with their friends, mm-hmm. but don't go with them. <laughs> Correct. Why is it I can't find that goddamn file? I don't know, but of course when I need it. No, wait, there it is. Ha ha. So, yes. Um, you had an open house today, as always. Yep. That was fun. Yep. I met some cool people and a really very racist, racist old, old man, man okay. who made a reference to uh, Brazil nuts. Br- what what racist white folk call Brazil nuts. Yes. 
Let's just <laughs> say it's not Brazilness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, just like casually, like I'm like, what? I don't know how to respond to like, this. Like I know you're old, and he clearly had like maybe dementia or Alzheimer's or something, but. That still doesn't excuse blatant yeah. racism, in my mind, well, anyways. actually, I was willing to excuse him. I was not willing to excuse the daughter that mm. was just like, eh, no big deal. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we wouldn't call them those if they weren't those, and if their toes didn't look like those kinds of things, we just wouldn't call it that then. It's their fault for having toes that look like Brazil nuts. <laughs> well, it's not quite as far as she took it, but yeah. Basically. Just like, well, it's not politically correct. You can't say, not because it's bad, but, but because, because it's not politically it's correct. It's such a pain in the ass that things aren't politically like, correct, yeah. What? Okay. And then the one daughter's like, I can't believe I'm related to either of you. <laughs> You're both a bunch of racist I'm like, assholes. Oh my God, there is hope for humanity. Okay. But she lives, you know, not around here, so. Yeah. Which is weird that the Portlanders were the, anyway, I'll let it go. <laughs> if the Portlanders are the racist ones yeah. and not, not the rednecks we live around. Yeah, that's a that's a whole new uh, thing. But watching that movie does bring us into a, a new segment that I've been wanting to feature on the show. We just haven't gotten to it over the last couple of weeks. So we can um, introduce this. Jody's Parenting Fail of the Week. Hey, see, like I said, professional as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was the parenting fail we witnessed at the movie theater, babe? You you were the one who spotted it. I it, you had to point it out to me. There was a s- young child, so young that she was dressed in footy jammies, at the rated R comic book violence mm-hmm. ridden movie. It was quite awesome. Yeah, she was there, and basically, I think you explained it best. Where it yeah. looked like they had another child children's. It was either okay. So you said children's movie. I don't recall seeing any children's movies playing on the board. Me either. Maybe Dad took her over to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Really failed. <laughs> no, I, I doubt that. <laughs> um, but the, but they they were there for the first little bit of the movie, and then the dad took her out of the theater. And it looked like from the way when she came back later on that she had went and watched a different movie in another theater. Yep. And they brought her back in. Problem is, is that SpongeBob was on. Okay. Well, the, the parts seven twenty. The parts that they missed that she missed weren't all that bad. It was mostly just you know pretty innocuous stuff but the the part that she they got brought back in for was the the very climatic ending of the movie where yeah. there is a lot of gratuitous violence a little bit of gratuitous sex um a lot of stuff that a six seven maybe eight year old at most should I would, not be i seen. would venture she was probably in that seven mm-hmm. six or seven eight range yeah yeah and so it was just uh, it was just keep it classy because I, I couldn't believe it, you know, and, and I do have to say it made me feel better about myself because the one time I did something like that, I took Ezra when he was way too young to see uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because you figured it's a Disney kids movie. Yeah, back before I realized Disney was doing a little more than just, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, but I felt a lot better about myself after watching this schmuck have his kid come in right in time for the, um, the lady to say, if you save the world, you can do me in the asshole. That was, that was awesome. I'm, I'm sure he was probably feeling pretty good about it his daughter hear that either that or he just doesn't give a fuck because he really is a horrible parent so it was no big deal in his mind anyways um so but that also leads me into the other movie that was playing this weekend the voldemort of the uh the movies this weekend 50 shades of you know where blatant 
I, I feel like 82 billion different ways about this whole thing. And I'll, I'll share them all with you if you want. Go ahead. The first thing is, finally we have what could be considered a sexual revolution to an extent. Like, more women than ever are mm-hmm. exploring their sexuality mm-hmm. more and being more open and honest with people about what they, what they like and what excites them or doesn't, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But it took a really crappily written book to do it. I mean, really. Well, not, a, not, even, really. not even a poorly written book, but the book does not actually support that. I know. The storyline does not have anything to do with a, a woman embracing her sexuality and actually, except, like, you know. Except here, let me, let me also preface this with, I tried to read the book, what, three, four years ago? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past the first couple of chapters. I I stopped reading because it it contradicted itself within to within a page. Mm-hmm. It said she doesn't do this, and then she, before it even gets to any of the sex part, she hates that when people does this, and then oh, I love when people like literally. And she starts doing that. And I can't, yeah. I was like, I'm done. I can't do it. So well, I think Jimmy Martin from Geek Show said it best when it was one of those movies like, hey, can I pinch your nipples? No. Well, how about a flight in my helicopter? Can I pinch him now? Okay. And then that's the, the entire basis of the rest of the movie. Oh, you want me to stick my finger there? How about a new laptop? Okay. And there's nothing about... That's not a female embracing her it's sexuality. It's not empowering It's not all. empowering. That's, that's a girl... That's prostituting. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's pretty women. That's what pissed me off about pretty women, is that it's the same thing. It's, it's a... There was nothing empowering about that story except for the fact that he, you know, made a prostitute feel better about herself, which I guess in some ways is good, but in other ways, still he was... Pretty Woman is still a good movie. Don't knock my Pretty Woman. Go away. I I will still knock it. But the reason why I bring it up is because it... This web... There's an article was forwarded to us by a listener and also somebody who's been on the podcast in the past. And I cannot see it because I took out my Um, And basically, it's... uh, the uh, the the title of the article is Four Reasons Why You Must Talk to Your Kids About Fifty Shades of Grey," right? Which in and of itself has got to have people, you know, ook the fuck out. Talk to my kids <clears throat> about, about BDSM sex. sex. No, or just about sex in general. Oh my God. But the um the, the topics they bring up are number one: your kids are curious. They're gonna hear about this movie. They're gonna hear about what's going on or what's supposedly taking place. It's gonna cause curiosity. Um. If you don't, somebody else is going to do it, right? That's the second topic or second point they bring up. Um, number three, they say it's an excellent opportunity to break the ice with your child. I, I don't agree with that one. So, so what do you think of that? Temperance. <laughs> what do you What do you think about nipple clamps and whips? Do you Do you like anal beads? Um, what about What about you know chains? How, how do you feel about getting tied to a bed? Is that something you're into? Because if it is, I know your kids are doing some weird shit these days. I should. We need to have a talk so I can make sure you're doing this safely. Because if you're gonna do anal play, you really lots need a of safe lube, word. lots of lube, <laughs> and it can't be harder. Don't make harder your safe word. I don't think it's a great <laughs> key into the uh, to the um, to that particular topic. And then it says this is just the beginning. I also kind of mm, mm, the. I I have some issues with this article. I'm going to put the article in the show notes. I'm not going to actually sit here and like recite the entire thing. So if you guys want to look at it, check it out, whatever. It'll be in the show notes. You can read it. Um, the main issue I have with this article is it's written from a Christian website. Mm-hmm. Um, and religion aside, whatever else, I, I, I take issue with it because I the Bible, if you read it, or the Quran, or whatever else, there are some seriously fucked up 
viewpoints that are based on non-medical, you know, examinations and whatnot from way long ago about sex. Also, the the overall overreaching point of this article is BDSM is bad, okay? Yeah. If it's not straight up missionary, you ain't doing it right. Um, and then the other issue I took with it, too, was, uh, what was that? The truth is, God designed our sexuality to bring to life, to honor him, and to fulfill his purpose in us. He did not design it to be harmful or only pleasurable for one party. Furthermore, God's view of sex is not anything we should be embarrassed or fearful about. We should feel the freedom to talk about it with our teenagers and not let the enemy silence us on this very important topic. So, did you know that when my penis enters your vagina, the glorious, the angels start singing. Well, sometimes, every now and again. (laughs) You know, I can't be, not everybody can be a winner every time, you know. So, besides, it's all I get my what do I care, right? No. Exactly. <laughs> God no. really only cares about men. <laughs> exactly. <I mean. laughs> right? So, but did you know we were honoring him every pump, every thrust in and out, in and out. That's that's us setting up honor to God. Hey, God, look, I'm honoring you by fucking my wife, right? Really? Okay. What I think that's... is a more <laughs> better... Um... Well, I guess they So don't. basically, God is doing exactly what we're not supposed to do, according to the Christians. He's watching pornography on a daily basis, and he's just watching he's all just his like little creations. He's just like a giant voyeur. He's just so. like up there whacking it all day. <laughs> That's how rain is made. <laughs> <laughs> it's just God feverishly masturbating up in the clouds. <laughs> his spooge is the, is the lifeblood, lifeblood of, our of our planet. <laughs> That's why the seas are so salty. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a new take. That's definitely not what I learned. <laughs> well, of course not, because you know Joseph Smith. Dum, oh, dum, shut dum, up. Dum, dum. No, but I mean, it, the art in general. Stuff like this bothers me because they're th- what they're trying to say is correct. Sex and and things like that. You need to talk to your kids about this. You need not to sweep it under the rug. Also, I think it's important that no matter what it is, it doesn't BDSM whatever. There's not just the the biblical version of sex. There's a lot of people to get down in a lot of freaky ways. And there's a lot of chance that one of those freaky guys might be your daughter's boyfriend. (laughs) And the first time he puts it in her butt, she's going to be like, what the fuck? Right? So they need to have information well, about... Well, if he did that without telling her, she should be like, what I agree. the fuck? <laughs> there should never be... Never should be surprised about sex. Surprised about sex is bad. Okay. But, but even so, like, not... Like, when I realized that you could administer Tylenol rectally when Ezra had a fever and couldn't keep the Tylenol down, the nurse just took this little suppository thing and up the ass it went. She held it in place and he looked like a dog getting his temperature taken just looking around like, why are you letting her do this to me? But it worked. That was like, I, that was a shock to me. I'm like, well, you can wait, wh- huh? And she's like, actually, this is, I, personally, it's a preferred method. It's like instant absorption. It it, it dissolves in the rectum and then it just through the colon and boom popped in and it, it did. His fever dropped in like a minute and a half. It was impressive. But at the same time, I was like, huh? And that's definitely not the reaction that your kids should have when their pants are off. You know, there's a, it's awkward enough as it is. So I think that, you know, it, it brings up a very valid point of we need to be more open about talking to our kids about sex and sexuality and the consequences and the benefits and all the, the good and the bad, the pros and the cons, birds and the bees, blah, 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 everything that goes along with that. I just don't appreciate the, the stint of God, you know, wanking it while, I, while I'm honoring him by doing you. It's just not so... Um, 
And then, of course, there's other things in here that basically is that uh, BDSM is bad, okay? That was the other overall, I mean, topic of the article, is that if you like anything outside of, like, you know, if you slap your wife in the ass while you're hitting it from behind, that's bad, well, okay? Well, you shouldn't be hitting it from behind. Well, exactly, but that's that's a whole other story. First off, you're, you're fucking up by doing it doggy style. I disagree. That is the, beast, the, the beast way of doing things. Yeah. <laughs> they call it doggy style for a reason, and you're not a dog. Um... <laughs> But then, so, you know, or like, you know, if you, you flick the nipple or you nibble on a little bit or cause a little bit of, ooh, right? You know, that's just, that's not okay. Nothing out of straight up, just missionary, just, you know, put your seed inside of her, let it quicken as, uh, as, um, what's his name said? Uh, the Game of Thrones dude, uh, George R. R. Martin? Is that the one? Or am I confusing, like, multiple authors there? I think you got the right author. So he had this, he was very elaborate about, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lady Stark's wife or husband and his seed thickening inside of her and how much she enjoyed the feeling. It was, it was pretty in depth. So, um, but there's, there's, there's a lot out there, but I I know from a personal experience, I didn't have a lot of exposure right out the gate to the various things that exist in the world. Eight millimeter fucked me up a little bit when I first watched that. I'm like, the, huh? What is this? The the, the the whole what what was the snuff the snuff? Yeah, that was like that was new to me when I watched it. And I'm just, I, I was getting as fucked up as Nicolas Cage was in that movie. I'm just like, what? Wait, so there? Ooh, huh? And I just I I had it took my I mean I'm, I was just like I'm trying to process all this information. I'm like, what the f-, you know? And I think I watched that movie when I was really high. So I, I didn't. I watched it sober. I almost appreci- would have appreciated being really high because it would have been a little easier to swallow. A no long pun time intended. Ago. So I don't remember much about it other than it was bad. But there is just a lot of bad information that gets passed around by children to children. Most yeah, mo- S- most information that kids are getting is from other kids, and mm-hmm. it's usually wrong. <laughs> Like they, you know, the hustler they found in their dad. Well, not that that's really a thing anymore, but back when I was younger, the the porno that one kid found in his dad's stat, you know, collection, and he brings it home and like, hey, check this out. And you're just like, what? And then, you know, the especially the hustler. Had trucker porn. Like, yeah. Because I remember some of the, like, the comics and whatnot. And mm-hmm. It was like, the, the, like the, where's one where the lady was like, she was like all freaked out and had this shocked look on her face, and the, husband, the guy's penis was all bumpy and like oozy. And he's like, just think of it as a French tickler. I'm like, I had to go figure out what a French tickler was, and I didn't have Google back in the day <laughs> when this happened. So try try to figure that one out. What, what what's a French tickler? And then had to, so there's just even with Google that could it could go all sorts of wrong. I wrong. agree. Yeah, make sure your safe search is on. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to be more open with our children about topics in general, whether it be sex or love or anything else, because you know it is what it is. But but also. I, I am actually flabbergasted at the amount of what I what I previously had thought of as intelligent women who are very self-sufficient, who are very much about believing that they were as strong, if not stronger, and just as superior, if not more so, than the opposite sex, and they could do anything, you know, the whole thing, and then they're getting down with this, this shit. I was like, how is it you guys don't see that this is just one big clusterfuck of... You know, a guy abusing his place and privilege and what he's got going on to take advantage of what's written and and portrayed as a very naive character. Mm -hmm. And 
broadening her horizons, so to speak, through his own twisted, perverted nature and lots and lots of money. How is that okay to somebody who supposedly supports? If anything, it seems more like an episode of SVU. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, though. Like, I mean, people. I mean, there are like. Fuck, one of my kids, my, my oldest son's old daycare provider, she's all talking about how like, she can't wait to watch this movie with her husband, and it's all, you know, and she's very open and honest about their sexual sex life and whatnot, how much she loves her husband and the stuff they do, and that, which is fine, but I considered her once a very intelligent person, and then I found out the Fifty Shades of Grey crap. My ex is really into it. Doesn't surprise me at all. That's right about her, you know, that's <laughs> right up her alley. Um... But it just, I, I don't, I, it, how, how does one see that as being an acceptable thing to teach our little girls that letting a guy use you to get material possessions I will is okay? S- I will only say this. If. The way you just said it, mm-hmm. that a guy is using her to get, and 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 she's getting material possessions. You could flip that around and say she's using her sexuality to get what she wants. Which, I, I could, but it's... The, which the, I don't think is the case in this scenario, mm-hmm. but that would be a slightly more empowering thought. No, I agree. I, I, I'm all for if... Temperance starts driving, and having some cleavage gets her out of a speeding ticket and keeps our insurance rates from going up. I'll high five her. I'll I'll give her a leaping high five. She used that to her advantage. I get it, but at the same time, it, it's a, it's a double edged sword because you're you're kind of supporting something that we really shouldn't be supporting. But you know, fall on it while you got it. I guess I don't know. Um, I, I, I get that the whole thing, but if, if I mean if she's just playing the dude, that's fine, and if she if she wants to do that's totally fine too. But it's still, and it, something I said the other day was sometimes it takes the lure of an incentive mm-hmm. to take away the inhibition. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's like if your wife ever approached you and said, "Hey." Let's bring another girl in the bedroom. No, everything's good. No holds barred. You do what you want, whatever, whatever. But a lot of guys would be like, I already got somebody on, uh, on lock. <laughs> I got somebody to do that would do that. <laughs> I, I know a person. Let me call right now. She'll be here in 15 minutes. When can we start, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when wives, you should be like, oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but... It, it's a very It's a very shaky road that you walk because you're teaching... Well, I don't think there's something wrong with girls being power empowered, and if they happen to be able to use that to her advantage, you know that's fine. But at the same time, it does help perpetuate the rape culture. And I, yeah, because I, then you I get the whole well, if she had, if she had been flaunting it, then my penis wouldn't have wanted it, and I wouldn't yeah. have had it stick it in her. And have you heard the yoga pants stuff going on? Which what part now? The, I, the only part that I think that I've really paid attention to is that somebody's talking about you know let's all bow down to the creator yoga pants or that yoga pants are a gift from God. No. So. Some, and I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, a Christian woman uh, wrote a blog post about how she was giving up yoga pants for the sake of her husband or something like that. Or God or something. Oh, yeah. And about how they're basically modest and... Or not just yoga pants, but like leggings. Like... Mm-hmm. like 
Well, I think that leggings as a pants is a bad fashion choice, <laughs> but I don't think it's a, a, a travesty against God or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but apparently it is, and there's a lot of controversy about it that she basically framed it like if women don't want men to think ill thought or, you know, nasty thoughts about them, they shouldn't wear yoga pants or, yeah. you know, tight fitting. Once again, equate us back to the lowest common denominator oh, yeah. of, you know, they yeah. can't control themselves. So you need to control yourself to make sure they can control themselves. Exactly. Blaming the girl for everything that happens. Exactly. And everybody was like. So somebody I know posted the article and in support of it, and and everybody was like, "You realize that that's this like is ridiculous. the opposite of what we want to be <laughs> yeah. spreading the message we want to be spreading." Exactly. No, we don't. We don't want to. <laughs> and she disagrees. She thinks that that that. <clears throat> but so I have a quick question for you, and just roll with me on this one. And the person that posted it, would she look good in leggings? Yes. Okay. That I have to ask because there's a lot of not um, picture perfect women out there that tend to get all but hurt about those things because of the simple fact of the matter is that they have they don't look as good in it as some girls do, so they get upset by it. So therefore, they're just going to take a stance against it all the way around, you know. Oh, that's actually surprising to me. I know, isn't it? Nice. It surprised me, too. I guess I can kind of see it, though, after having met her a little bit, because she, it was, she's really, like, back and forth, because she's very open and... and But she's very, like, she's very empowered and, like, a very strong female, and so it it surprised me that Mm -hmm. she had that opinion, but, I mean, everybody's entitled to that Oh, yeah, no, no, totally. I mean, Um, frankly... But I think it's funny, she she specifically said, I'm still going to wear mine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But she she's always very careful if she's wearing leggings to wear something that's longer, you mm-hmm. know, like mid thigh or lower, you yeah. know, which is what I do. Like I wear the tighter pants and stuff, but I always wear, because uh, more for me because of the fashion issue of I have a giant rear end and I want to cover that as much as You got possible. a badonkadonk. <laughs> well, I, I'm And I appreciate the badonkadonk. I'm just big. I'm, I'm big from about, you know, my forehead to like, I don't know, my ankles or so. Um, so my feet aren't big. My calves are kind of big, but that's because they're muscular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a big girl. Yeah. So it's just, anyway, no, no, I mean, <laughs> circling back around, it just, it, you have to, it's a very, I guess if you're going to, if you're going to open the door and say that this is a, something that is empowering to women, you should probably also explain to them how it could possibly be empowering or what's going on or, you know, because I don't know. It, I'm not. I'm not going to say the m- movie is horrible until I've seen it myself, because uh, other people's opinions may or may not be my own. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't say for sure it's bad or good or whatever. I do intend to watch it once it comes on video. But I still think even if you even if you think this is the coolest thing ever and super empowering and ooh, now I really like BDSM or whatever, mm-hmm. the fact that people are going and sitting in a theater full of strangers to watch this really erotic movie grosses me out to no end. And I, it's kind of like watching one of those movies where a sex scene comes on and you're sitting next to your mom. Mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just like, or in your case, your dad. You're yeah. just kind of like, uh. <laughs> Well then, when I was in high school, Wild Things. Wild Do you remember? Thing. It was Nev Campbell and never saw it. Um, I think there's the a lot of lesbian. Was Nev Campbell in Go? Not scary. Uh, ghost. Not Ghost. Scream. Scream. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she the lead in Scream? 
Yes. I might be fucking that up. That's the, there's only like one Nev Campbell movie. I think that is her. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. Okay, so yeah, it's Nev Campbell and Scream. That's the only movie I've seen Nev Campbell in. Ever. Okay, so anyway, there's a lot of lesbian, lesbian sex and yeah. Uh, I watched that with my parents. Scissor Me Timbers. Which ones? My dad, dad and stepmom, mm-hmm. or okay. I think it might have just been my dad and I. I rented it because I was big into the renting of VHS mm-hmm. at the time. Well, we all were. It was the late '90s, man. Mm-hmm. It was all the rage. And um, yeah. So. Gross. Yeah, I can that I can fully understand. So I, I don't want to give too much more press to this um, giant polished turd that is uh, Fifty Shades. So we're gonna we'll switch gears here for a little bit, and we actually have a voicemail from a listener. I'm gonna see if I can get it to work here. So in the meantime, Wild Things had Kevin Bacon and Matt Dillon. Nev Campbell and I'm trying to see who, uh, Denise Richards. Ooh, I can get by on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a lot of weird, like it was really weird. But um, trying to look for the plot summary. Oh, I thought you were saying I'm, I'm trying to look for the scissoring. Well, it's basically it's got <laughs> it's got um. Yeah, it's got these two high school girls, Nev Campbell and Denise mm-hmm. Richards, who are... Um, We're not high school girl age at that time. No. When it came out. Not even close. And But they're, like, framing their teacher or something mm-hmm. for something that happened. and Or trying to get him in trouble for having sex was with Was Mr. Them. Bacon the teacher? I don't think so. I think Matt Dillon was the teacher. Uh, I think Kevin Bacon Matt was Dillon, the And Matt Dillon, he was in Scream, too, wasn't he? No. Or was he in I Know What You Did? He was in something. He was, yeah. He was in one of those movies. I think... I think Kevin Bacon was the detective. Ooh, Detective Bacon. Mm. I've always had a thing for him. Like a weird thing. It was that. It like was, he's not it that was, attractive, uh, right? It was um, that one movie. It Footloose? wasn't Footloose. No, it I, wasn't because I didn't see that till I was a lot older. Still, but that, that, that got you wet. <laughs> no. <laughs> him I mean, dancing in the barn like, I just need to dance. It wasn't. I just got to dance. No. No? Okay. Are you ready for the voicemail? I don't know. Now I'm thinking about Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh. Mmm, Bacon. He actually, he's one of the those people that has aged so well as mm-hmm. to be more, much more attractive now than he was, you know, in his Footloose days. Kind of like Will Smith growing into his ears. That too. Yeah. But, I <laughs> see, I thought Will Smith was attractive from oh, the yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. No, he's, so, he's always been a good looking dude. Um, but... Kevin Bacon is one of those. Colin Firth, on mm-hmm. definitely a very attractive man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. This Sorry, been, now I'm thinking about all the guys Jody's that are attractive. Older. Well, you were getting all turned on by one of the dudes in a in the movie tonight. Which in, one? In the suit, you're like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> I did not the, ever say oh, that. You, did. you said something along those lines, and I'm like, or it was sex or something. Then after you repeat, you're like, nothing. And you go, <laughs> I did you not did too. say that. Yeah, you did. Lion sack of shit. I did not. Anyways, we let's go ahead and play the voicemail here. This is from Izzy. He called it and left us another voicemail. Hello, Bad Parenting Podcast. It's Izzy. Wanted to call and say thank you for the love. And also, a nostalgia episode would be awesome. By the way, some of my favorite toys were Stretch Armstrong, Tonka Trucks, uh, He-Man, and uh, Transformers and G.I. Joes. I was into all that. Everything that was in my childhood is pretty much being made by men around my age currently men and women around my age currently and uh it's pretty awesome to see all this geek stuff happening and 
Poltergeist is getting a remake, which when I was a kid was one of the scariest movies you could ever watch, so I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, a question for you guys. When, at some point, uh, what age do you allow, like, horror movies, like old school horror movies? When, when do you, as parents, let your kids watch? Or even, let's say, consume hardcore hip hop? Uh, the, uh, this is a rambling one, but this is, this is good. The NWA movie, which is another nostalgia. I got into them in high school. Um, heard them when I was 16, I believe. 15 or 16, and just fell in love with them. And the movie's coming out, and, uh, recently we started playing NWA in the house, and my wife said, you know, the, this music, sounds better than anything being made today and, and in fact still sounds as fresh as anything and she was like she was saying do you kind of feel bad for playing this around the kids and i have an 11 and a 15 year old he'll be 16 in august and my 11 year old will be 12 on march 6th so i i didn't feel bad um they hear it on the youtube videos they hear it in movies um, and if it's not a big deal, it, obviously they're not cursing in school. In fact, they get A's and B's. They don't they, they have good good. Uh, uh, they get good comments. And uh, yeah, so what do you guys think? Uh, long long voicemail, but I love your podcast. Keep going, keep it up, and uh, everybody should listen and go rate, review, and subscribe, guys, and tell your friends and family about it. All right, and call the voicemail. Call the voicemail. All right, guys. Later. All right. First things first, Ezzy, thank you for the love. And yes, please call the voicemail. We yes. love it when people call in. It's so we great. Um, so if I can remember everything he said here. Well, first, first we have to talk about horror movies. Yes. that's. Um, I think it's solely dependent on the child. Yes, because I'll tell you what. Tempe gets nightmares. Mm-hmm. Like hardcore nightmares. Yeah, off stuff that's like not even like Weird shit. legitimately scary. Like, there's like some some stuff that's just like n- n- really. Yeah, that shouldn't be scary at all. But she it, it it just it fucks with her head, so she gets nightmares about it. So yeah, there's certain we have to filter extra with her on certain yeah. things. Now Ezra, I would let him watch a lot of like mm-hmm. I would let him watch Halloween. I let him watch Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist I him, Halloween. I think Freddy, he did watch Poltergeist with us. He might he? have. The yeah, last time we watched uh, it. Freddy, Freddy, Friday the Thirteenth with Freddy. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, but part of it is too is that what I've noticed with him is that the things that were really brutally freaky we were to us is nothing to him because the special effects and everything else is on a whole nother level mm-hmm. um, and some of the shit that comes out today there's stuff out today that terrifies me to watch it's yeah. like oh god what the but fuck is more, that like and um, I think a lot of the current horror has a lot to do with sex a lot of the time mm-hmm. and while which is I, that's different and it's yeah. different and I don't want him to watch rapey shit mm-hmm. like a lot of like sex is good sex is fine yeah, but like scary but like sex? but like rape no that's yeah. i mean so it really i i it's a case-by-case basis i can't i can't make a, a, a snap judgment from either child but 80s and 90s horror still would depend Temp- checky would freak the fuck out of temperance yeah but not ezra no but but i'm just saying it's that's what i'm saying it's, it's very much it's a you take it on a case-by-case basis yeah. um there are things that get ezra all agitated that normal kids are like well, okay whatever yeah um Take my sister, for example, clowns. Yeah. 
Sheehan does not do well with clowns in any way, shape, or form. It fucked her up. Well, that, I, I still me too. I still don't think she's made it all the way through it just because of the damn clown. I did eventually, um, but and it wasn't the clown though for me. It was that thing. Spider. I no, I don't remember all of the, the the movie. So forgive me if I'm missing a part or it's wrong. But there's a part with like a skeleton that comes out of a lake. Mm. I think maybe. I don't know. I could it's be wrong, wrong, but. But All I know is that part really freaked me. She out. didn't like if if there was a like a live Ronald McDonald at mm-hmm. McDonald's. Well, see, any she was out. Peace puppet, out. Puppet people, Done. people dressed in costume like that, freak me out to this day. So she was she was not about it. I, I mean, try and get over it for the kids. Like yeah. when the, like I'm like, there's the nice clown. Oh over god, there. it's Red Robin. <laughs> Fuck me. No, I, <laughs> I will. I will move to the other side of the I fucking know. room. I know. You've I, I watched you it. do it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, don't come over here. I will fuck you up but but i mean that's my point is that everybody has their own yeah. little thing that gets to them well, trent with the damn spider on the mickey mouse mm-hmm. cartoon mm-hmm. that freaked him out for weeks yeah and we had no idea why he was screaming about spiders in his bed yeah that that, that so that everybody's and he's like bugs get him yeah one of the we have those those elder or box, box elder, elder beetles. Bu- beetles on all over this place it's yeah. they're like they're like just we have We're filthy with them filthy with them you want some we'll ship some to you um there's one of those on the stairs he was losing his goddamn mind. He's like, I can't go down the stairs, Daddy. There's a bug. There's a bug on the stairs. It's right there. The bug is right there, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's not a bee. It's not anything that's going to hurt you. I said, it's a perfectly harmless bug. They just eat, you know, leaves and whatnot. It's not going to do anything. He's like, no, it's, a, it's got to. And it flew away. He's like, oh, it flew away. I can go down the stairs now. And he was like, so, the, the relief yeah. that came over and it was just this totally it wasn't even like a spider or anything it wasn't even a scary looking bug it was just a bug and he was fucking panicked he almost put his hand on one outside to go down the stairs mm-hmm. he almost put his hand on it. he's like oh my gosh he almost did he freaked yeah, out and he i made lost him, his shit i made him touch the bug yeah so he he's he's he doesn't do well with insects yeah. insects but he in touched general. the snake at omzi yeah but that's my point though is that it's it's really kind of just it's different i think that was more he's gonna be one of those kids that if you double dog dare him to do oh, something yeah. he'll fucking well, do and it i i mean i i said because, i'll hold your hand while we touch the snake and he's like okay i'll do it and well, he did it that, and then it he was, did it on his own well that, that well that was that and also and after ezra did it because yeah. at first he's like no and then ezra touched it he looks at ezra like well, fuck. no he did it with me with me before ezra was there well, he he. When I went back over there okay. with him, he wouldn't do it. He's like, I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm like, let's pet the snake, buddy. He's like, I'm not gonna touch it. Then Ezra walks up and like like a you know, mm-hmm. Ezra would say it, like a boss or like a beast, beast. walked up and, yeah, and touched it. And, and and Ezra look, or Trent looks up at Ezra and goes, I'm not button. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and he like grabbed the snake. I'm like, no, dude, don't grab it. That, that might piss it off. Pet it is fine, but you can't just straight up squeeze the damn thing, right? Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I've really. Like I, Ezra and I recently have been working our way through the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. Something that but I would have think it's scary. That's my point, though. But not even that. Just in general, the content. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was younger, my mom tripped the fuck out. I, I wasn't allowed to watch Terminator. RoboCop came out. All my buddies went and saw RoboCop. Um, granted, I look back on it now. They were all too young to go watch RoboCop, especially for what it was. But she's like, "No, fuck that. You're not doing it." Um, so. Uh, she was very much more of the sheltering type, whereas I'm more of the type of I'll look at the kid and go, oh, you know, let's see what it is and kind of figure it out. Well, and I remember in for like and I Saw? vividly, I vividly remember fourth grade, um, Interview with a Vampire came out mm-hmm. in theaters, and I wanted to go see it. The shitty one with Tom Cruise. Yes, 
I wanted to go see it so bad. Like, I begged. And she says, absolutely, you can see it as soon as you've read the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but the book is like, and I was an avid reader, mm-hmm. and the book is like 1,200 pages. I'm like, so that, I was that Anne Rice that wrote that? Mm-hmm. Wordy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I start reading it. I did not get through it. I got to like some of the naked parts and I'm like and I was I was down. If it had anything to do with sex, I mean I was I was that kid that would look up sexual terms in the I know. fucking dictionary just to see if I could understand. Yep. I was a horrible I don't yeah. Anyway. Um So the boy stands on his <laughs> head. And so I'm trying to read this book and I'm not getting anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. So I stopped reading it. Yeah. And um it wasn't like till like two or three years later that I finally finished the book and watched the movie. I'm like, I did that for that. Yeah. The book's way better. <laughs> um I've read a lot of Anne Rice. In fact, I have a recommendation. If you think that you might want to read Fifty Shades of Grey, only you want something like literary better, Anne Rice did erotic fiction that was way better. Yeah. So, I mean, it it really is. It's solely dependent upon the kids um, and and to what you think they can handle because every kid's going to be different as to what it is. And I've let Ezra watch certain things that might be frowned upon. Um, But then there's certain things like like basketball. Basketball is a perfect example. I will not let him watch basketball. I just won't. Well, it's demeaning, first off. Because he's not old enough to grasp the humor humor behind it. You have to understand that with, with those two dudes nothing is off the table. Mm-hmm. Everything is fodder. They will do whatever they can to get a laugh and they'll make fun of everybody and everything and it doesn't matter. And if you don't understand that it's just humor and you can't quite grasp that concept, it, it it's lost on you, but it could give you the wrong impression. So he's not allowed to watch baseball or South Park or anything like that. Um, so, you know, that's very much so. Now, as far as the music goes, I'm very much of the opinion curse words certain things like that i'm of the going, opinion that rap builds your vocabulary <laughs> well not just that yeah let's you talk to your urban friends no <laughs> no um what what i'm of the opinion that there are two places that my children are going to experience those things either with me or without me i'd rather be there to guide them number one number two i'm in full agreement with what he said most of the shit that's coming out nowadays can't hold a candle yeah to some of the stuff that was coming out, um, you know, way back when, like the NWA. I mean, and if you, and if you look at NWA, and NWA for me, it also, and, and there's certain songs I've let him listen to. If you open them up, like, you know, do you see how angry these guys sound? Do you see how pissed off they are? Do you understand why? Yeah. You you don't because you're white. And and he'll he looks at me, as he looks at me like well, what do you mean because they don't have that, yeah. that grasp teaching that you, a ten year old about white well it's not even that like, it's not well, it's not even that I mean we're, we're getting to a point now in society where we're almost to the point that they don't see the color they don't you know and especially if the parents are doing a good job they don't look at you and go oh you're black and I'm white they yeah. go you're a dude I'm a dude we're just two guys right let's yeah. go hang out and do something I think our our kids especially I'm pretty proud of the fact that they yeah. are not like. They tend to be on the colorblind side of things. But I still right. want them to be aware cognizant of cognizant, the differences. Well, not even the differences. Cognizant of, of what has happened in the right. past. Right, that's what I mean. That by has differences. caused, you know, why is it that Grandpa seems 
like such a racist fuck mm-hmm. because he is. Why is it that and not my dad? I'm just saying, yeah. grandpa is a generalized term. Um, why is it that um, for our generation, it's usually great grandpa? Exactly, like, uh, World War One, Two era, right yeah. on there. I mean, so um, I, I had to use it as a teaching tool. Like, hey, look, these guys found a voice. They, they were like the Kurt Cobain of their genre. They, they were the voice of their generation. They were taking. All that angst and everything that was built up in, in, in alternative music and grunge rock and everything else that came out through like the Kurt Cobains, um, and you were the Nirvanas, the the Guns N' Roses, well, not Guns N' Roses, it's a horrible example, uh, the Nirvanas, <laughs> the uh, Alice in Chains, um, Pearl Jam, stuff like that. All that all that angst and and just pissed off fury at the world and the way things were going. Um, that that I I grew up with with it, it being in alt metal and grunge and all that jazz is very much so what NWA was doing with their stuff about you know you guys bitch at us for do, dealing drugs and you bitch at us for all this other stuff and the ghetto lifestyle we live but you won't give us a fucking chance to actually succeed mm-hmm. and you continue to push us down and hold us down um, and you know I've got cops beating me down left and right even when I'm not doing something wrong so why why the fuck if they're gonna assume that I'm gonna do something wrong anyways might as well just fucking do something wrong and make some money while I'm doing it um, all that stuff that was going on in the late 80s and the early 90s um, comes out to that music and it's, and it's you know fuck the police you know that was a huge goddamn issue when that song came out it was horrible people were like we had you know politicians like these people are just embracing the fact that we want to we should kill cops and this and that and it's like well now now fast forward to now and all these cops that are killing young unarmed black youth and go hmm maybe those dudes had something to say when you know Maybe what they had a these guys mash, mash my fucking face into their car hood on a daily fucking basis yeah fuck the police you know i mean so um i i have no problems with play, playing all sorts of music but i also i'll flip back and i'll play some johnny cash yeah and i play johnny cash well, for the kids sometimes sometimes you will fast forward through a track with excessive mm-hmm. cursing or excessive well i'll give you a perfect notes example to violence or um, I'm a big fan of Tech Nine, mm-hmm. and his his whole thing is psychotic music, and they and the stuff they talk, the, the, they're like Eminem only worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shit they talk about is just it's, it's an amplified character, um, and it's it's they really are. They, it's it's all about just like that whole the story, the show, and everything else and and stuff. But for me, it's it's good music. They they have a it's an awesome beat. They they make they do some really cool shit with the music and also the way they they rap and the way they all the, everything that flows. It's just really cool. But the subject matter is way the fuck out there. And if you take it at face value, you're like this dude should be in a straight jacket, <laughs> never to be seen in the light of day ever again. But so that comprehension factor has to be there. Well, this is a character. It's something they do, so on and so forth. I'm also a huge fan of, of, of Eminem and his, you know, like, you know, the, the, that one song where like, what you trip Phil and landed on his dick, you know, a kid's not going to know how to process that depending on the age. So I won't play stuff that's like super explicit. Um, yet, yet, but But I also think we're really good about being realistic as to what Ezra's exposed to without us. Like he searches YouTube for that's And that's my whole point is I want to be there for as much as possible, guiding him and saying, Hey, look, you have to understand that this is a form of entertainment. It's a release. It's a way for you to escape the world. So on and so forth. So no, I, I, I do play certain stuff in front of the kids. Now I won't like, Ezra and I listened to the um, the new institutionalized. I introduced him to the suicidal tendencies track way back when, um, 
because it's one of it was one of my favorite tracks growing up. Whatnot. It's, just, it's it's a cool track, and it was it was very much about the angst of being a teenager and growing up. Well, Ice Cube and Body Count read or not Ice Cube, Ice T and Body Count redid it into a newer version, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he gets it, but he likes to try to play because I always give him my phone on Spotify and let him you know be a little DJ in the car when we're driving around. He thinks that's fucking fantastic, um, but he'll want to play it with the kids in the car. I'm like no. You, Tempe yeah. doesn't understand not to repeat these words. She yeah. thinks it's just it's a song, so it's it's okay to repeat. And so when she's all I already have problems with her repeat. When she walks around Taylor like Swift lyrics. when she walks around like you know fuck a vegan. No, and you can't have that happen. She so. did that. You know, know, in the car know. she was repeating some yeah. of the and and yeah. you know what? I think I handled it with grace, Mike. Honey, I know those are songs lyrics that you've heard with daddy and whatnot, but you need to not. Those are not words that a five year old can mm-hmm. say. She's like, okay. Yeah, she, and then she doesn't. And she, but see, that's the she thing. She giggles a little it's bit. She's ta- like, <laughs> yeah. He said the F word, but we don't make it taboo. No, and that helps out quite a bit. Well, and I just I don't tell her it's not a word we use. Mm-hmm. I say it's not a word that a five year old would use. Yep, and that means to her something totally different. But she also grasps that concept. Yeah. There are kids out there that won't grasp that concept, no. and they, you might have to shelter them more. And I fully understand that. So I think really it's one of those things that you've got to gauge it based on the child or set of children that you're dealing with. Also, if you're an uptight, you know, what's the term? Wasp? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant or something like that? If you're an uptight like that, if that's you, your kids are going to be like that too. Mm -hmm. So if you can't handle it, they sure as fuck can't handle it. You know, if you you can't handle a black guy walking by you without going, they're going to have the same reaction. Um, so a lot of what you do and how you handle things too will also dictate what they do. So that also kind of dictates how you introduce them to stuff. Um, you know, it's like, I remember one of the, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was, uh, back with my, um, my ex's kids, uh, the, the middle one, he is a huge music. He's into music and he's, he's taught himself to play the piano. He taught himself to play the drums. He's taught himself to, I mean, he's, he's just got that, mm, that, that thing, that thing, right? Thing that he's a lot of so much tailed. I know exactly. <laughs> if he hasn't already, he's old enough. He's possibly yeah, already gotten it. Probably. Um, but when he was in kindergarten, his teacher one time she's like, "Are you Johnny Cash fans?" I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "I, I, I love." I said, "I can't stand new country, but I love some good old fashioned like like um uh, Patsy Cline, Johnny Cash. I'll listen to that kind of stuff because it's it's music that has a story. Mm-hmm. It's not talking about you know getting drunk and my my Chevy truck broke down and blah 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 blah. Um, it's actually it's it, there's something behind it. And there's substance and it's just good music. Well, um, one of his favorite songs was uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Mm-hmm. And the whole, I killed a man just to watch him die. And I guess he was the, the kid was he was building something in the, one of the areas in the, during free time in kindergarten. And he's singing the song. And she walks by. And I killed a man in prison just to watch him die. And he sings it, right? Mm-hmm. Most teachers would have, <coughs> re- out. would have freaked out, reported to the principal. Kid would have got suspended from school. Blah, 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 blah. There would have been a whole entourage. And she just looks at me and she goes, do you like Johnny Cash? I'm like, I am a, I love Johnny Cash. He's, I love the music. She's like, oh, well, he was singing it. Um, and he was, uh, he was, you know, he was singing the song. Blah, blah, and he said that. And she's like, and I thought that's what he was singing. And then I asked him to repeat the lyrics again. He did it. And so I was pretty sure it was that. But I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, oh, yeah, he loves that music. Um, so I, I, she, but she didn't freak out about it because she understood that it was just him. He, he enjoyed the aspect of the music. Um, so I think that it's, like I said, it's one of those things that you should be able to introduce. You should 
expose your kids to as much as possible. Let them experience the world. Well, just like art in general. Yeah. Like, we, you wouldn't not expose your kids to Da Vinci just because there's a nude in there. I might. Or the, t- the kids I'm Or Michelangelo, I guess I should be, say. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't keep... I wouldn't keep uh, Tempe from seeing Statue of David because there's a penis. Does that make sense? Eek, it's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep mm-hmm. Trent from, or Ezra from looking at a Rubenesque because there's a tit. Yeah. I won't keep them from listening to a song because there's a curse word or yeah. a, or a, or an adult subject matter that's too, quote unquote, too perfect, deep. Perfect example, them. Tim Berry. Yeah. We've got a, Tim, a couple of Tim Berry songs that I listen to with the kids in the car. One of them um, talks about, it's a story, and all of his stuff is, is it's a, it's like, it's the, the cool country that I like, where it right. tells a good story. Like, he's talking about how his, you know, his mom passed away, his dad's in prison, so he raised his baby sister. Um, she met this man that was, like, 10 years older than her. He, he's like, you know what? If you guys are in love, go for it. It's fine. Just to find out that he's an abusive ass fuck. Mm-hmm. And so, finally, he gets a phone call one night. He's beat the snot out of his sister. And he's like, you know what? That's enough. So, he goes over there to take care of business, beats the living shit out of this dude. Guy takes off running because he's, of course, you know, the type of pussy that would beat on a girl. And then his sister puts a bullet in his head and kills him. Guy doesn't want sister to go down for it. So he tells the cops, hey, you know what? I did what I had to do. He was fucking hitting on my sister, so I, I took him out. And then he goes to jail and he takes a drop for it, right? That kind of stuff. That's a story, but that's also in a very adult subject mm-hmm. matter. That's about, you know, spousal abuse and and, and, and a guy beating up on, a, and, on and all that jazz. But it's still good music and it's a good story. And it, But what it's also about is a brother's love for his family and his sister and what he would do to make sure she's okay. Hey, we've had a shit life, but you know what? I had made you a promise that I was going to protect you and I was going to take care of you. And that's what I'm going to do. You didn't shoot him. I did. I took him out. I'll go to jail for this. You live your life. You've had enough drama. Take care of this. But even more pop culture type stuff. Taylor Swift yeah. songs. I don't. Yeah. Blank space could be <laughs> could be construed as a mm-hmm. bad song for mm-hmm. your five year old to sing. I don't think so. And she belts it out. She loves it. And. And she gets a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. She tells me, you know, uh, he, she, you know, she, she's kind of crazy, but people still like her, mm-hmm. even though she's kind of crazy. And she, you know, she'll, and she's seen the video. So yeah. she, she's like, she's like, and she, she, uh, tore up his shirt and made it so his nipples showed. And like, mm-hmm. but she views this character yeah. as being very powerful. Why should I dif- diffuse that? Exactly. I shouldn't. So she sees this really successful, mm-hmm. beautiful in her own right, but very much because she owns herself, not because she's conformed to somebody else's. Exactly. And I mean, I'm, I'm down, whatever, you know? So, I mean, I, I really, it's one of those things. And I think and, and I, from hearing Izzy talk about his kids and his podcast and things that he does, I think he very much subscribes to the same method we do yeah. that he exposes and they're them. a little bit older than ours. Well, they are. I, I mean, th- I'm sorry, but I strongly believe uh, uh, Due to my own upbringing and upbringings I've saw, seen around my life as well, most fifteen-year-olds have seen just as much as you think they have, if not more. more yeah, um, and it's the more part. It's the part you don't know about that's the scary part. Yeah, I mean, I, at fifteen, I was already well versed in in most things, and um, well, see, I was, and I, I think I was fairly well protected. And well, see, and I was, I was actually more naive in a lot of stuff, and I know I was more protected. And in some ways, I. I didn't mind the fact that things came later, but in other ways, 
it would have been nice to have the information ahead of time so that I didn't you were more prepared. Well, that or well, I, I remember the first time a guy tried to have butt sex with me <laughs> and didn't tell me. <laughs> it was an awful experience for either one of us. I kicked my nuts. He cried. Um, <laughs> no. It was so much fun. No, I'm sure. I, 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 I can only imagine. Um, but either way, like if somebody, <laughs> somebody had warned me. About butt sex? About butt sex. Well, no, because I knew what it was. I just didn't realize that somebody would try to do it without like telling you first. Like it just wasn't a thought that had occurred to me mm-hmm. at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I would have been happier. I think he would have been happier. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but no. there's nothing quite like that. He's been I yeah, like what in the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> that is the wrong spot. <clears throat> well, for example, I remember it was my sophomore year, and a guy was talking about about suppose you know how boys Guys, talk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't believe it for a minute. I think he heard heard some of his dad, etc. But he was talking about how he supposedly did this chick in the butt, and and you know, and all this stuff, and I was like. That's an option. <laughs> well, I guess it is another hole. <laughs> hmm. hmm. And it wasn't like what, it, but none of it came out about. Hey, you should probably say, "Would you mind if I stuck <laughs> it in your butt?" Yeah. Um, none of that. It was just like, wait, so I can do her there, and the, so there's there's a mouth too. What about? <laughs> and, you know, all <laughs> whole new worlds of possibilities are opening I want up. All the holes. <laughs> um. So. There's, I mean, so there's there's a point where the information, while it might be awkward, might seem weird, whatever, it's going to be beneficial. And if you look at it, this whole sheltering of children thing is fairly fucking new to humans as a general. Because back in the day, there was girls getting wed, knocked up at 12, 13, 14. Doesn't, I'm not saying that's right or that's the correct way to do it, but there is, we've gone from like one extreme to the other. To where we're no longer getting girls wed and knocked up at 12, 13, 14, to now we're going to, you know, wait till like 32 before I'll talk to my daughter about sex. That doesn't work because by the time she's pregnant three times over and, <laughs> you know, nothing's worked out the way you want it to. So, yeah, we're, we're very open in those respects, but there's 8mm would be a perfect example. That's not a movie that Ezra will be seeing anytime soon because he wouldn't be able to grasp the concept of any of it. I mean, there's a CD underground world of freaks that get off in the weird ways to oh, the like snuff Pulp film. Fiction, where yeah. he's getting raped in the ass. Yeah. Like, oh, no, let's not. <laughs> let's bring out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Even you were shocked by that part when we watched I, I had, it. No, I was shocked because I had forgotten about it. Um, so, it, it, I may have blacked it out for all I know. So, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we're very open and honest with our children, but we also gauge it strictly on how each child reacts and what questions they ask Mm -hmm. specifically and you know and that's that's another thing too is listen to your kids listen to what they have to say if they're they're talking to you about something they've heard it somewhere don't brush it off don't just think it's a random coincidence especially and i'm gonna go to a dark place for just a second coming from a place of having had abuse as a kid uh, make sure you you thoroughly research where they got that information Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, if they, you think they know too much, it's coming from a bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all there is about that. But something else that we've introduced our kids to recently. Well, I, could, I should say I've introduced our kids to recently. That I think you were kind of um, completely like, what the hell about was uh, this? Oh, don't. There he goes. 
seems odd. you what were the younger ones reactions to that they were glued to the television glued and they were silent for 30 fucking minutes and it was a great well other than the fact that you were kind of twitching and the fact that all the noise coming from the tv it was a glorious 30 minutes of no child talk um but i have to say they don't do intros to shows like they did back in the day no. that was a two and a half minute fucking intro i know but and they were like what is this? Yeah. What is this cool thing with well, the things and the things? Exactly. But what I liked about it was, um, is first off, Pee Wee's Playhouse is on Netflix. Fuck yeah. So all you guys, 90s kids, you know, show that to your children. It's it's there. It's available. So I don't know if it's because my mom said no or what, but I don't remember ever watching that except one time when I was at a friend's house on a Saturday morning. That's it. Well, a lot of it too is I I remember. It might have been. Wasn't it on cable and not mm-mm. network? No, it was network. Okay, if I remember correctly. But like for me, I'm assuming that you've probably been this way all your life. You're not somebody who got up early in the morning. No, there was a time. I don't. I don't believe there it. There was a time. I don't believe it. You lie. No. Like shit. No, ask people. I was I was a crack of dawn kind of gal for about for the cartoons. Two months. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> No, you didn't I, mean to me, and I remember, I'm really, I remember really into the cups at this point. I remember watching it a bunch as a kid because I, I got up before my parents did. I'd go out and I'd turn on the cartoons. And, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, where have those gone? 
They don't have, you know, remember, I remember going, grabbing they a big Saturday ass. Saturday morning cartoon channels now. No, no, no. I'm saying grabbing a big ass bowl of like, you know, the sugariest fucking cereal you can get and, and sitting down and just chomping away at that son of a bitch while you're watching cartoons on a Saturday morning. That was like, that's how you start off. That, that's how a good fucking Saturday started. You had a bowl of sugary cereal. You watched your Pee Wee's Playhouse. You watched some cartoons. You had some fun. Then you got up and went outside and fucking played. That was a good Saturday morning. But <clears throat> I bring that up to, um, Something that I noticed in it that I I, I <coughs> don't see as often anymore in today's cartoons is they were there was a lot of like there, for as wacky and fucked up as it was there was a lot of good stuff that was taught like here was that one point where he was making his his ice cream soup yes and the the, the bully comes by and dumps a bunch of extra chocolate syrup in ice cream soup and he's like freaking out oh my god what am I gonna do my ice cream soup's ruined and he's losing his Pee Wee's losing his mind right and then one of the other characters is like why don't you just balance it with a little more ice cream and get it back to the same consistency you want and you're good to go. And it's like, holy shit, they're teaching problem solving. <laughs> what the fuck? This is great. You know, that's why I like things like um, uh, Phineas and Ferb. There's, there, but there's not enough of that these days. So, but I, I thought it was funny to see your reaction because this comes on, you're like, I never watched this. I don't get... Ow, I watch. I know I watched it a couple of times. I just... It was not a common thing yeah, for me. Yeah, it was. Watch. It was for me. I, I remember watching it all the time. And then it, it must was have been on at the same time as X Men. Very something. young Lawrence Fishburne. Did you watch? Did you watch X Men the animated series? Mm-hmm. See, I watched that freaking religiously. Well, see, but part of that was though is that came out when I was older and I wasn't as into it. By the time that like X Men came out mm-hmm. and Batman's comic or cartoon came out, I watched that. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't. As into cartoons in general, yeah. Period. So I, I missed a lot of that strictly because of that I've gone back and watched some of that now and realized that shit that that cartoon for Batman from the nineties was actually a good fucking cartoon and it's a good Batman story there in was, general. There was one called like Pirates of Dark Water, as I want to what I want to call it. I mm-hmm. think that's what it was called. I remember that, and it had like a flying monkey ish type thing. But part of what I, I did too that. is I, I cut my teeth on a lot of um, old school Looney Tunes. Yeah, old we watched school, a lot of that. Tom and Jerry, um, the like the old racist shit, like mm-hmm. you know when you got the uh, the uh, black maid with the very light bottoms of her feet, <laughs> and on Tom and Jerry it was shooing the cat away. Um, but yeah, so I mean we're and and of course there's parents nowadays that would have a problem with Pee Wee's Playhouse showing to their kids, not because of anything on the show, but because of what Paul, Paul Rubens, Rubens was caught did. doing. But it's yeah, like you know but what that was so long ago. Well, it's not even that. Does, does your kid know that he was caught jerking off in a porn theater? Yeah. And quite frankly, he was in a porn theater. If there's ever a place you're going to jerk <laughs> off in, it yeah. probably should be a porn theater. Now, if he was, like, jerking off at, like, you know, Lion King, yeah. we'd have a fucking problem. But, you know. And he's actually gotten help for it. You know, counseling. You know, no, I was gonna, <laughs> I was going in a totally different direction. He's he's kind of come back into the mainstream yeah. with having been on Blacklist recently, and yep. he was on Mystery Men not that. Well, long and ago. the other thing people don't get is that there was a lot of parents that were exposed to Pee Wee <coughs> via Pee Wee's Playhouse, mm-hmm. not realizing that it was actually a raunchy fucking character that he created for a, an adult HBO, stand-up yeah. comic comic act that he then converted into a children's character for the show because somebody said, I will give you bags of money, like Scrooge McDuck levels of money if you just do this child's show as Pee-wee. He's like, fuck yes, I can do that. And then he took some of that money and went to the local porn theater and yanked it. Like you do. Like you do, right? You know, whatever. Wipe off with a dollar bill and We have a lot of those. Out. We have a lot of those in uh, Portland. 
the way I look at it is, if he was yanking it in a, in a porn theater instead of yanking it in a little boy's ass, he's good in my book. Yeah. I mean, really. It was, I, uh, I really wish that America would learn to stay out of the sexual lives of people. Well, just to so d- separate personal from professional yeah. and and not, not think that because somebody might be a quote-unquote deviant in the bedroom means that they're a deviant throughout their entire life. Yeah, like, I would challenge... I would challenge anybody to, like, seriously look into the personal lives of all those children's characters. Like, the guys from, um, what's that one? Wiggles? Mm-hmm. Like, I bet they have sex. Well, I bet you that fruit... I bet they have, I like... I bet you that the guy that, like, is talking about how, how yummy fruit salad is, yeah. he's probably got some kinks. Yeah. Like, maybe he <laughs> tosses salad in his free time, Perhaps. you know? I'm just saying. Nothing like a good toss salad with a little bit of ranch on top. Uh, I got the cringe out of Jody. It's so. the ranch. The, mm, the ranch. No. But it can't be thick ranch. It's gotta, oh, God. It can't be runny either. I'm really gonna, it's got to be no. middle of the road. Okay. Slightly creamy. No chunks, though. Can't have any chunks. <laughs> but, I mean, so really, it comes back down to a lot of times... The things that you freak out about your kids experiencing are because you're freaking out at it from an adult perspective. Yeah. I remember my mom freaking out about Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And the well, content of his songs. First off, Vanilla Ice my- was tame yeah. compared to what I could have been listening to. Second of all, I didn't understand half the shit he was talking about when I first listened to it at that age. For us, for me specifically, it was, was Alanis Morissette. Oh, yes. Would she go down on you in the theater? And I had no idea what that meant. I mean, the only thing, the only thing she did is make me really curious about what the fuck that meant. Because she specifically, she said, you can't listen to that. I'm like, why? She goes, that first, that's the third line about going down on him in the theater. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, okay, I'll find out. And That's ridiculous. Like, for me... I don't know as before. You're not listening to that, or you're not watching that. Why not? Because it talks about this. What's that? Well, I'm going to explain it to you. And I lay it out to him. He goes, "Oh God, <laughs> ooh." I'm like, yeah. I that's think the why first I, time somebody explained oral sex to me, I'm like, "You would do that? You would put that in your mouth like for reals?" <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those things that you know. And so by by explaining it to him, he actually is like, "Yeah, you know what? No, I'm d- out a piece. That, that's that. <laughs> never mind. I don't want to watch that or listen to that." You know. Um, so yeah, for us, a lot of more. I my mom's was like, "Who the fuck pissed her off?" I had to. T- when the Macklemore song came out, which one? The the, the first thrift one, shop. thrift shop, and he's um, walking to the th- club the, like, "What's the, up? I got I a big, big cock. cock." Yeah, and it's just like, "What's a what's a cock?" It's <laughs> your like, dick. I'm like, it's a it's a euphemism for your for your penis, <laughs> but it's a bad word and you shouldn't say it. And he's like, he, "Yeah, he does the Peter Griffin laugh," <laughs> and I'm like, "It's but it's a bad word and you really shouldn't say it until you're old enough to really get it." And he's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giggle. So, I think we should start wrapping it up Yeah, here. we should, because I've got heartburn really bad. Oh, and I need to pee. Me too. But and I, 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 I have had, I've, I think I had like four shots well, of beer. I, I, I'm just going to say, here's the revelation I came to. Like, I, 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 like, I've always known, but it cemented over the last couple of weeks. Ezra is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> We've known no, that since he was three. But I mean, like, he's really starting to come into it. Like the other day, he he 
made an awesome, and I'm using air quotes here because it works so well in an audio medium, <laughs> awesome shot into the trash can. And he's like, yes. Yeah. Have you seen it when he does that thing where he goes, um, uh, what did he do? Shit, I lost it. But he does this thing where, like, he'll make the shot and be like, oh, yeah, dunk or whatever. Or, like, beast. Beast. I'm so beast. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm to the point where I just, I, I don't even know what to say. Because I don't mm-hmm. want to kill his self-esteem. I, I'm not that kind of parent. But at the same time, I want to look at him like, do you realize how fucking ridiculous you there, are? There are times where I want to I pull that line from, I think it's um, A Few Good Men. Your mouth writing checks that your body can't cash, or vice versa. You know, <laughs> it's just like, dude, do you understand what you're doing here? So yes, if anybody wants to experience Napoleon Dynamite in real life, just give us a call. And he's so you can come visit confident. Ezra. Like I'm so glad that he is, but on but the other it's hand, absurd. It's absurd the amount of confidence he has. Like, like who has been feeding him the the freaking Kool Aid that he is drinking off of himself? Like, could. God, that man... I, I don't understand it. So, pop quiz, Jody. If the listeners would like to email us, how can they do that? Uh, grounded at badparentingpodcast.com? Bad, 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 bad uh, it's not so easy to do, is it? Uh, or, or Justin mm-hmm. at Bad Parenting Podcast or Jody at Bad Parenting Podcast. All right. So far, so good. What if they want to find us on Twitter? At Bad Parent PCAST. Oh, Instagram. Search for Bad Parenting Podcast. It's actually at Bad Parenting Podcast, oh, but same whatever. difference. Search would work too. What about if they want to find us in the Facey Spaces? Search for Bad Parenting Podcast. Yep. And then if you do that, you can also search for either myself or, or Jody. We're both available on Facebook as well. Yes. What if they want to leave us a voicemail? 503. Uh huh. 609. Uh huh. Zero eight? No. Six? Nope. Three? Yes. Zero three yep. seven five. There you go. Five oh three six zero nine zero three seven five. Or if they want to leave us a voicemail on Skype, they can do that too. Just search for at JLBrick two thousand. Um so hey, you've been or listening. Skype. I I have Skype. Oh your mommy moment. Ow, I just bit my tongue. No, I, on Skype it's uh the Albrecht kids. Fuck that hurt. Mm. Yes, the Albrecht kids. Mommy Win is your Pinterest. Yes. Ah. And my Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, but you don't Twitter. You don't tweet I your twats. I try. I was, I was doing really good for a minute. Whatever. Yeah. So, But yes, you are correct. Those are all the different ways they can get a hold of us. And also, what would we appreciate if our listeners did for us? Rate and review us on iTunes. And Stitcher. subscribe to our show. Yeah. Or yeah. tune in. Or tune in. Exactly. Awesome sauce where you haven't paid attention. All right. We nope. Want I just memorized useless information. Useless? Yes. Ouch. Yes. Useless. Burn. Well, it's useless for me to memorize it when you have it memorized and you're on the show every week. Yeah, but what if I ever got smacked by a bus and you had to do this yourself? I wouldn't do <laughs> you it wouldn't myself. Be able to. I would You'd be like, which of the buttons do I turn on to make the blinky thing blink? <laughs> <laughs> it's not blinking. Testing, testing. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> So, yes, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Bad Parenting Podcast. As Jody has said, you can contact us in oh, all... We already did it. As I say, oh, okay. you can contact us in all those different mediums at all those different locations. Oh, I need some Tums. Oh, my God. How do you spell... No, 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 no. That's not correct. How do you spell relief? R-O-L-A-D-I-S. <laughs> Rol- <laughs> Rolodis? 
That's like Rolodex and Roy's mixed. <laughs> I need some Rolodex in my life. <laughs> you can't spell. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we want to, like I said, we want to thank you for listening. As always, please do rate, review, and subscribe to our show. It does mean a lot to us. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your feedback. We do have an upcoming episode where we're going to be doing a nostalgia bath. Um, we're going to have some, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna just I'm just gonna speak it into existence. We're gonna have some cool <laughs> we're gonna have some cool guests with us on that show. We also I've also got a couple other shows coming up that we're gonna work on um, that I've got worked out with some guests that I'm trying to get scheduled. Um, but we got some good stuff coming up this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good year as far as podcasting goes. So, anyways, uh, and Justin's birthday's coming up. It is gonna be my birthday next month. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. So, um, if anybody wants to like send me something, you can do that too. Uh, well, that's weird. Just, I'm just, I'm kidding. Just send him an email. No, I mean, like, I don't have a PayPal. I have a PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> you can send me some cash. <laughs> oh, like that guy from, um, what was that movie? Fuck. Fifth Element? Yeah, just give me the cash. <laughs> Take that, it. Oh, I that's, don't on, it. that's on Netflix now. I know, it is on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a while. Has it? It has. Well, I noticed it today. So, otherwise, if you have nothing else to add, babe. All right, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly.